good to be back. Yeah. We're back. The 3 in 1 podcast season 2 starts right now. Joining us from Cleveland, Ohio, he's still international, Ian Lamont Morgan. Um, this is like back down there. Oh, what's going on, world? Yeah. <laughs> and joining us from Cincinnati, Ohio, give it up for Keith Turner Jr. What's up, everybody? It is another season. Football is back. I'm feeling good. The only thing that doesn't feel great is Marvin Lewis is still our head football coach. That's right. I'm starting just like that. But it's good to be back. What's up, fellas? Always knows how to bring the mood down. Talking about the Bengals. Hey, easy, easy. Listen, relax, <laughs> relax. We ain't even talking NFL yet. And you know who it is. It's your boy in the capital city, Columbus, Ohio, Malcolm Morgan. And yes, we're back. Guys, how did you enjoy the break? Uh, the break was good. It was needed. Uh, um, you know, I was able to get some things done with the wife. We were able to, you know, take some trips and uh, uh, and all that good stuff. So it was a good time away. But at the end of the day, it's good to be back. And uh, my favorite time of the year, football season, is upon us. So uh, y'all know I am excited for sure. Oh man, yo, Keith, your your response was almost like textbook athlete response. Yeah, you know, um, you know, we definitely needed a break, uh, give some time for my body to rest up, heal up, but um, uh, spend some time with the family, did some traveling, and so uh, that was always great. But uh, now it's time to get back to work. You know, we got some fresh talent here, and uh, just believing that we're gonna see some things this season, and so uh, ready for season two. Just just like my man Keith said, uh, looking forward to some things, and we got our eyes on the ring. It's all about that championship, baby. <laughs> and just like a professional athlete, I have just came back from my uh, shoe tour in China. <laughs> right, right. Um, Li Ning flew me out, did some dates, uh, did a pop-up shot with LeVar Ball. Uh, it was good. It was a good little three-week break. I would like to say that we came back fresh with some new ideas, mm. but it really wasn't long enough. I'm sorry, guys. We didn't really... Same old takes, y'all. Sorry, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> Here's something else, Malcolm. Something else, man. <laughs> so season two, we're getting started off with a bang. College football season is right around the corner. So this is part one of our two-part college football preview. And today we're going to be covering the ACC, the Big Ten, and the ACC. You guys ready? Yeah. Did Let's you say ACC? SEC Southeastern Conference. It almost sounded like you said ACC twice. My bad. Let's let's keep it moving. Let's keep it moving. <laughs> All right, ACC. <laughs> um, a lot of storylines in this conference to start off with. So, what are you guys seeing as the big um, headlines or storylines coming into this season? Well, you got to start, of course, with you know, uh, well, of course, Clemson, right? Um, but I don't even like, I mean, you know, Clemson is like ranked number, I believe, two in the country. And, you know, they're going to be dominant 
love Dabo Sweeney, all that good stuff. My big piece is, number one, um, how is Jawan Paz going to look replacing uh, Lamar Jackson at mm. Louisville? Um, yeah. Because that's going to be a team that could give them some, some trouble if he plays well. Um, and then two, will we see uh, Mark Rick uh, and those Miami Hurricanes take another leap? You know, we've seen the turnover chain last year and all of that. Um, I'm excited to see what he does in this year. So, I mean, of course, for Clemson, um, I think they're going to be dominant as always. Most people, most experts have them win in the ACC again. Um, but I want to know is, you know, um, I believe uh, Juwan Pass, he's a, a redshirt sophomore. So I'm very intrigued to see what another brother, another black quarterback, uh, what he's going to be able to do. Um, so those are those are my two big, like, you know, things I'm keeping my eye on this college football season there. Uh, honestly, as a I'll go ahead and out myself as the uh, probably the rookie. In the college football arena, I mean, it's, it's, it's something that I paid attention to, but, um, you know, I'm just now really delving into, like, say, preseason stuff. Um, so, of course, there's the Clemson stuff, um, looking at a lot about Trevor Lawrence, and so I'm curious to see how that goes and how they restock. Um, I think their line is pretty much intact. But um, but you know, just some of the other some of the other uh, variances as you know them coming back. Um, my man Dabo, I mean that's just the, that's the most solid name in college football. I mean you know you you, I mean you you could recruit off the name Dabo alone. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> um, I'm curious about Boston College, mm. man. Um, you know I I seen some different things about them. Uh, maybe making a come up and I actually have them as my sleeper. Uh, I don't want to jump ahead, but um, yeah, I'm curious to see what they do. Um, of course, you know, Miami was in the mix as well, but uh, Florida state, you know, Cam Akers is still there, you know, rush for over a thousand yards. I want to see if they could put something together um, and return to kind of prominence and uh, maybe, you know, topple what Clemson's trying to do. So, a lot of noise in the ACC. I'm, I'm curious to see how everything plays out. Yeah, I think uh, you, you made a, a good point with um, with Boston College. Um, they've got one of my players to watch, and I think A.J. Dillon um, had over 300 carries last year, yeah, 50, over 1,500 yards, 14 touchdowns. Um, he's a big back physical back, but can also really get to that second level and cause problems. He could really be a dark horse, um, a dark horse Heisman candidate. Um, coming into this season, uh, but he can he can wreak some serious havoc um, in that conference. It could possibly put them in a good position to win some games. Steve Adazio is a really good coach um, who's been over at um, Boston College for a few years now, and he's really started to get that program going in a positive direction. But I'm interested to see what other players are you guys looking at this season um, as kind of your players to watch. Well, first of all, before I even mention a player, I you know forgot to mention that I am very intrigued um, with Willie Taggart mm. um, to see you know him taking over at Florida State. Um, I mean, this guy's been on the move a lot recently. Um, I mean, oh, well, a lot of college football coaches have been honestly, but um, you know them losing you know a great coach. 
um, and now replacing him with Willie Taggart, that's a lot of pressure on Taggart to come in and, you know, Florida State ain't no joke. Mm-hmm. You know, you're going to win or you're going to get out. <laughs> like, seriously. So, um, now Jimbo's gone. So, um, I'm, I'm very intrigued by that, honestly, um, to see how uh, my expectations are not extremely high for his first season. Um, but he doesn't get long before the expectation is you need to win. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, sorry to throw, you know, just throw that in the mix, Malcolm. Um, but I think you, you definitely hit it on. I really want to see if Clemson's going to, um, have Lawrence, you know, I mean, this whole deal with two quarterbacks, right? You know, so you have, you know, you had your Florida when you had Chris Leak and Tim Tebow, and then you had um, this whole deal with Ohio State when they had, you know, Cardell Jones and JT Barrett, and and then you have, you know, all these, like, it's going to be very interesting to see how Clemson and Dabo plays this out, because I, I would like to see Trevor Lawrence, but, you know, um, it's still Kelly, I think it's still Kelly Bryant's to lose, um, so those are um, him and Jawan Pass, of course, are my two to definitely, you know, look for to see, you know, how well they're going to, um, you know, play in the big games and big moments. So those are two of my guys currently. Man, I keep calling Pass like Mr. Foreshadowing. Like who names who? who that's the perfect name. <laughs> like, who, who set that up? But um, no, um. In addition to, you know, I know I talked about Cam Akers. You brought up uh, Trevor Lawrence. Um, I want to see what uh, what Malik Rozier mm-hmm. does. I want to see mm-hmm. how how he fa- how he fares as uh, you know in the quarterback role, uh, like we mentioned for a Miami team that that has the offensive weapons and you know uh, still has a solid defense. Um, you know, getting those turnovers and everything like that. I want to see if he can really step up. You know, he may not be Heisman level great, but is he going to lead that team and put them in position to uh, to to you know to fare in the playoff? And so uh, that's that's one thing I want to see. I mean, I think college football wants to see the U uh, return to that um, uh, to that to the bright lights to the to the big stage. And so um, if he can do that, if he can deliver on that, sets Miami up, and I think. Uh, you know, says college football up to have a really great year. So, uh, yeah, looking forward to that. Yeah. So, I'm I'm curious here. You guys, you guys mentioned a little bit about Florida State, um, new coach Willie Taggart taking over. Where do you guys kind of see them falling in this pecking order of teams? Do you think they could be contenders um, in the division and in Jeez. the conference, or do you see them kind of taking a step back this year? That's tough. Um, I do see them. I don't know. I see them faring a, a little bit better uh, than say last year, but I I don't think. Uh, I don't know. I don't see them coming out of the ACC. I don't see them. I don't see them being a, a legitimate challenge. Um, I just think there's a lot of a lot of recovery that they have to do from um, you know, from some of what they lost. Um, I don't know. They got they got a tough schedule too. Um, I had it here, but um, I know some of their matchups just was not looking super favorable for them. So, um, you know, I, I'm, I'll i be watching. I'll be curious, but I won't be surprised to see them uh, drop a couple games. And when I pull it up, I'll, I'll let you know exactly which ones I was looking at. Um, I can tell you this much. I actually think they'll, they'll be one, two, 
look out for very similar to Boston College. Um, I think it's a team where on paper they're not, you know, looking like it's going. They're going to be dominant, um, like uh, you know the Clemsons of the world. However, I do think that you know I think they one of their first big games I think is Miami. Matter of fact, mm-hmm. um, yeah, um, they're at Miami. I think that's really going to um, to show us some things. But I think they're going to be a team that they they won't be a. Com- Competitor in the sense of being, you know, finishing top three. Um, but I do think they'll play every single um, big game very close. You know, the Miami, the Wake Forest game. Um, so, and I wouldn't be surprised if they, you know, pull an upset somewhere. Whether it to me, them beating Miami or them being beating Clemson would be an upset. Now, I don't think they're going to beat Clemson at all, but. I think they're going to play those teams tough. Um, so do I think they're going to, you know, be in the top three? No. But uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they pull off an upset or two. I, and, you know, just looking at it, um, I don't know. You take a team that was supposed to be big time and, and just barely made it over 500 in their, in their bowl. And, and, I mean, they're playing – they're starting off against Virginia Tech – um, and it, to me, especially, you know, when you have a team like that, um, even though they, they bottomed out last year, I think there's still a lot of hype surrounding mm-hmm. them. So you get a new coach coming in, you know, on top of that. And so he's here he is trying to uh, trying to manage, trying to juggle, and trying to, um, you know, taper these guys' expectations, keep them focused, keep them disciplined. And then you get games like um, they, they got Louisville at the end of September. And, you know, that's a – I don't know. There's no Lamar Jackson there, but um, it's easy to take your eye off the ball because that next week is uh, Miami. So I think some of those trap games um, are something that they could they could easily fall victim to. So I think, you know, like I said, while there's more promise there, um, my concern is discipline, whether or not Willie Taggart will have implemented or, or put his stamp on the team, you know, and keep them disciplined and focused enough to really make it through the year. Um, and play play up to the competition, um, and so I, I don't you know I I see a little bit of a wavy ride, and I'm actually really intrigued to see how that thing you know plays out because it's kind of messy down there. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how uh, DeAndre Francois is able to come back if he's able to come back healthy mm-hmm. and kind of acclimate to the new mm-hmm. system. Um, you know, Florida State they've recruited well under Jimbo Fisher Fisher the last few years, so they've got the talent. It's just going to be about Willie Tackert pulling those guys together. Um, Cam Akers is a monster. Um, so you know they're, that they're going to, to win some games, but hopefully um, hopefully the conference doesn't sleep on them because you, you can never sleep on Florida State. Those guys are always going to be confident, yeah. um, always going to be talented, always going to be athletic and fast and get around, um, especially on defense and in the secondary. So um, I hope teams aren't sleeping on Florida State because if they do, they could be a team that surprises some people. Um, but yeah, did, did, did they did they name Francois the, uh, the starter? I, I don't think they have named a starter yet, but I expect that he would be if he's healthy. Um, okay. Blackman was I mean, was the, the was good, good thing, last year, yeah. but well, he was kind of inconsistent, and he's still young. Um, Francois, you know, played in a lot of big games for them, and. Um, I think he's on track to be the starter next year. Um, another team that we haven't talked about is Virginia Tech, and that's the team that I'm looking at 
um, as having a good year. For one, they have a very favorable schedule. Only three ranked teams on the schedule, Florida State, Notre Dame, and Miami. Um, And they bring back their starting quarterback, um, who had a a solid year last Mm. year. Um, They're losing some talent on defense, but Bud Foster is one of the best defensive coordinators in the business. Um, With that schedule and and the way that Justin Fuente has been able to develop players, particularly at the quarterback position, um, they have some holes to fill, but they play – they play really well. They're, they get good quarterback play, and they get just enough out of their running game. And, of course, with Virginia Tech, you can always expect the uh, special teams to be special. Um, so uh, that's another team that I look at to make a big impact in this conference race um, next year. Mm. Mm. Hokies. Hokies. Yeah, I, I, I always, I don't know, uh, Virginia Tech, they, they seem to always play spoiler to somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I, but then they can't propel themselves to be, to hit that that upper echelon of teams, and so I'm I'm, uh, I'm curious about them. Yeah, I, w- I want to see what Josh Jackson continues to do. Um, but like you said, I guess I was I was a little concerned about you know all the inexperience that they have going on, um, on the defensive side of the ball. So if they can put something together and be and be special though. That that would be an awesome story. I'm kind of ready to see VT be um, you know, be big time. All right, guys. So let's get to the nitty gritty. What do you? Who do you guys see uh, winning the divisions and getting into that ACC championship game? And then who do you guys see pulling out the uh, ACC championship this year? Man, I think it's easy. Atlantic is Clemson. Coastal is Miami. Ah. Uh... This was a tough one for me because I feel like Miami is really going to, in my opinion, I think Miami is going to be extremely hungry um, to seek revenge because Clemson put it on them last Mm -hmm. year in the championship game. Like, it was ugly. Um, But I would edge it to Clemson because of their experience and because of coaching. Um, But, man, I would love to see Miami – Win the win the ACC, but right now I would go Clemson. Ian, what you got? I got <laughs> in the Atlantic. I don't know why, but this is a gut hunch. So my head is saying one thing, my gut is saying something else. Oh God! I got Florida State. Oh wow! Coming out. I don't know why. So I think I think we're looking at a Florida State Miami. Um and yeah, I, got, yeah I, I I don't know I don't know something this, about Tiger. This feels like a whole a, another Cavs and seven type of deal. <laughs> like, come on, Ian. Listen, listen, listen. I have I have no horses in this race. I have no tiles. So um, yeah, I don't know something about Taggart. Let me be honest with you. It just strikes me as okay. Never mind. Uh yeah, well I I I'm gonna go with um I'm gonna go with Florida State. Wow, I'm gonna go with Florida State. Wow, ACC title. Wow, all right, right. yeah with the with the go, jumping on the ledges. Okay, I see you. Season yeah, two, seriously. baby, let's do it. Let's um, do it. So I got I, I got Clemson coming out of the Atlantic. I think the defense is gonna be uh, great as usual, and they'll get enough on offense to to um be elite. Um, and I'm actually gonna go with uh, Virginia Tech in the Coastal. Um, I have questions about the quarterback situation at 
Miami. They kind of fell off later in the year. Um, um, had a lot of issues, not only uh, getting turnovers, but having their own turnovers that they couldn't overcome. Um, I think Justin Fuente has some good momentum with Virginia Tech coming into this year. He's kind of overachieved since he's been there. Um, and I think another year in his system, getting his own guys and guys really buying into their system, I think is really going to give them some continuity. Ultimately, I think Clemson does win the conference. Um, but Boston College is is going to be another tough team in the Atlantic for them to deal with. Yep. Um, yep. And, um, yeah, yeah I, I, that's – that's where I'm going to go within the ACC. Um, so let's go ahead and move on to probably, um, at least for a couple of our illustrious hosts, their favorite conference of the Big Ten. Um, yes, Lord. What storylines are you guys looking at? There's a lot of things, a lot of <laughs> off-the-field things swirling around in the Big Ten. But what are you guys looking at on the field um, as being the headlines you guys are looking at? Honestly, like... Of course, you know, I'm not even, like you said, you know, Malcolm, I don't even want to focus on uh, this whole Urban Meyer deal. Um, But my huge piece is um, Mr. Harbaugh being on the hot Mm -hmm. seat. Um, I think if he does not pull out a win against Michigan State or Ohio State this year, like, it could almost like it, it's tough because he is a Michigan guy through and through. Um, but at the end of the day, they brought him in because they're tired of losing and getting their behinds kicked by my beloved Ohio State Buckeyes. Um, so um, I'm really intrigued to see how well um, them bringing in Shea Patterson, um, what Michigan is going to look like on the field. Um, and, um, you know, if, if this, if you can kind of sense that this is a make it or break it year for Jim Harbaugh already, um, I honestly, yeah, because I mean, at the end of the day, like one of their, like, you know, um, measurements of success is if they, number one, are competitive and in, in winning in the big 10, um, and, you know, now they haven't been in the Big Ten Championship since it's been in existence. Um, and number two, do they beat Ohio State or Michigan State? And the answer for him, again, is no. So um, I think, yeah, already he would be on the hot seat. Not to say he would definitely get fired, but um, I think he, he will be feeling it if he doesn't this year. So I want to see the type of the type of ball they play. Um and uh, I'm really interested to see Shea Patterson and what he does. So that's my that's one of my number one like things I'm looking for um, mm. this year. Yep. Yeah. Um. Here we go with the freaking Big Ten. Um. <laughs> yeah. Notwithstanding the situation uh, with the head coach, uh, I'm still looking at Ohio State. Uh, to reign and rule. Um, yes, and, and let's yes. be on, let's and let's be honest. Like reign and rule is subjective because when it comes to them against Big Ten competition, like it has not been dominant. No, um, it's been very up and down um, games that they very much should have won, and so it can attribute that to certain to a certain quarterback's up and down play. 
Um, but, you know, the whole team, the whole team around it, they did not rise to the occasion. Uh, some games they, they barely made it by. So let's not let's not forget that Ohio State's uh, record and, and ranking um, was very much, I was going to say schizophrenic, but it was up and down, um, you know, based on the fact that they, they seem to not have it. Um, honestly, I just can't, I can't sleep on Michigan State anymore. I will not do it. I won't do it another year. Um, I'm determined, you know, and although they're only ranked uh, 11th in the nation, not only, <laughs> Uh, they they're, they're ranked 11th, but um, that's uh, those guys that they, they are deceptively um, um, good. They're always in the mix. Uh, Mark D'Antonio coaches those guys up each and every year, and uh, it's time to put some respect on their name. So I'm looking out for them. Um, I'm sorry, did, did we already do uh, picks in the in the East and West? No, we're or? just going through storylines right now. Oh. Yeah, man. So I mean, that that's that that stuck out to me. Um, you know, just that that eleven ranking. You know, when those came out, I looked at it and I kind of squinted my eyes, like, oh, okay, I see you. Uh, at this point, I think I've learned my lesson, and I hope the whole country has. And so, uh, Ohio State, I, I I still expect for them, um, talent wise and recruiting wise, to hold it down. Um, I expect them to be top dog, but. I will be looking over my shoulder at Michigan State all year. I'm gonna tell you right now. Yeah, mm. I agree with uh, with with part of the sentiment of Keith's headline. Uh, I think Michigan is gonna be a big uh, storyline this year. Whether or not they can actually get over the hump, hump. Um, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't necessarily think Harbaugh's on the hot seat, but they definitely need to to win some of these um, games against the upper echelon teams of the of the conference um and kind of get over that hump um it'll be interesting to see how shea patterson fits into that because this this will be the best quarterback that um harbaugh's had that's kind of been the weak link with this team over the last um two or three years is that quarterback position uh and shea patterson um is everything that they need in a quarterback um, in terms of being able to work in the pocket, but also having the creativity and athleticism to work on the outside, um, and their defense is going to be as good as ever, bringing back a lot of guys. And this team was very young last year; uh, they played a lot of freshmen and sophomores. So this team is going to be, um, I think, the ceiling on this team is still pretty high, especially as some of these younger guys develop. Uh, my other big thing is going to see if, if Penn State can kind of reload after losing. Um, not only Saquon Barkley, mm-hmm. but some of their um, receivers, Deshaun Hamilton, um, and some of their other weapons on defense as well. Um, can can players like Miles Sanders um, and on the uh, defensive side, Micah Parsons, their their stud freshman they brought in in their recruiting class, uh, can they join up with Trace McSorley and still be a top team in the Big Ten? It'll be interesting to see how mm-hmm. they respond to that. And then lastly in this conference, I'm interested to see, is Wisconsin for real? Um, Jonathan Taylor is a is yeah. a monster. Um, and, monster. And uh, Alex mm-hmm. Hornibrook is improving at the quarterback position. Um, they've lost some of their... Uh, he's he's improving. Improving. Uh, no one called him elite. He's improving. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and they, they've lost some weapons um, and... and at the tight end and wide receiver, but Wisconsin seems to always be there. Um, and is this a year that they, you know, dominate that West division or does some other team come out of there 
and uh, kind of surprised them. So we'll see. That's, that's Those are kind of storylines I'm looking at. I want to hear what new faces in the Big Ten. These are players or coaches that you guys are looking at um, that you think are going to make an impact this year. Okay. All right. So uh, my, yeah, my person I'm looking at, honestly, um, coach-wise is Scott, uh, Scott Frost. Um, that guy was a great coach mm-hmm. at UCF. I mean, um, a guy who, like, if I was a college football player, it seems like I would love to play for him. Um, seem, seems to be a very competitive guy, um, knows how to get the job done with what he has. So um, I'm, I'm looking for Nebraska to, to potentially pull an upset or two um, just because of his leadership, um, the way he'll be able to have players buy-in um, to his system and all. So um, he's a, a new guy that I am, you know, really looking forward to seeing um, what he can do. And um, this is a name that you guys may or may not know. Um, he's not necessarily a newcomer, but I believe this will be his first year starting, um, and that's Jeremy Larkin. Um, he's a running back for mm-hmm. Northwestern. Um, I actually, you know, had the privilege of watching him play. He played high school ball with my brother here in the uh, I should have known. Um, That's what the timing was. The guy would. <laughs> um, he was a monster here uh, in you know he dominated high school football here in Ohio and of course it's believed to be some of the best um, high school football out there. Um, and I seen some signs um, last year um, of some great things that I believe that is to come. So. Him getting um, the start this year, I'm very excited to see what he's going to be able to do. Uh, Northwestern's a team that needs some type of um, uplifting something because at the end of the day, they're just not a a team that's um, in the top tier of the Big Ten ever. Um, So they're always at a place where they need guys to really step up. So um, outside of some of the other main guys who are not newcomers, those those are two names that, you know, we don't hear a lot of. Um, that I am uh, really excited to see. Yeah, I yeah I know for me. Oh, I was ahead. gonna say I agree on Scott Frost. Um, he's exactly what the Nebraska um, fan base needed. Somebody to get excited about, and somebody that's gonna make them play a different style of football that we've seen um, at Nebraska for quite mm-hmm. some time. He's gonna bring that energy and excitement. Um, and you know, honestly, they could be a team that could kind of surprise some people this year based solely on the fact that they're going to be playing completely different um, than they have played in a very long time. So they're not going to really know how to play them. Um, They're going to have a new, probably a new starting quarterback this year. So um, it'll be interesting to see as he starts to kind of implement his system, how that uh, plays out. Yep. Yeah. You guys kind of took the Shea Patterson thunder out of my uh out of my prediction but i mean that's 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 the the hot name if you're talking big 10 he's i want to see if he can deliver um hearing a lot of things about him you know uh, in this preparation phase uh for notre dame and just uh you know getting acclimated to the team to the team and uh them following his lead i mean there's been some things said about him that you know harbaugh's always had these these quarterback battles uh, going into the season, always had you know a couple guys that he's juggling, and so to have the starter named, they're moving forward. Um, it just you know throws a throws a wrinkle in there. Uh, that I'm you know I'm curious to see how it works out. Uh, the thing is, he just does not have a lot of time to get things going. Like there's no 
there's a small margin for error because they're they're kicking off uh, Notre Dame and and you know schedule does not. I mean it's, it's it tempers, but then you got you got Wisconsin, you got Michigan State, you got Penn State all back to back. You know three restraint. So if not, if by October they don't they don't have things clicking, um, you know if Keith's prediction is right, you know we might be. We might be packing John Harbaugh's bags. Jim uh, Harbaugh. Trying to see, you know, what is what You what's said John that? Harbaugh's Jim Harbaugh. Man, I do it every time. <laughs> they're, they're the same. <laughs> the crazy Harbaugh. There we go. <laughs> uh, but, you know, aside from that, I did want to shout out J.K. Dobbins. I'm, I'm looking to see um, hey. what's, what's going on in that, uh, in that OSU backfield. Uh, yes, and uh, and who's gonna really, who's gonna really take that thing? I mean, I know him. He and Weber, nice combination, uh, but I personally want to see him, you know, uh, take that step forward and uh, and be that back that I believe that that lead back that I believe he can be. So yes, new new, new face, J.K. Dobbins, newcomer to the Big Ten this year, J.K. Dobbins. <laughs> <laughs> Right, Malcolm. Got to see J.K. Dobbs get his initial start in the Big Ten this year. Didn't play it all last year, did he? J.K. Dobbs. (laughs) I can't stand you. Let's move on. Uh, I just want to further uh, add a couple more names. Um, The Shea Patterson pickup, I think, is going to be once again interesting. I'm not really worried about him picking up. He's been there all. Basically for the entire off season. Um, Was it January? Um, yeah, he, yeah, he's been there all through the winter, um, spring game, and all that stuff. Um, and he's coming from the SEC. He's he's played a tough schedule, so um, I think he's going to hit the ground running. He's been there. He knows the system. Um, the the guy I mentioned earlier, uh, Micah Parsons at Penn State. Uh, Penn State is kind of is trying to replace one of their best pass rushers um, ever in school history, and Jason Cabinda. And uh, Micah Parsons can kind of fit that role. He was a top 10 recruit in the country last year. Um, and it looks like he's going to play that hybrid um, outside linebacker defensive end role for them. Um, I think if he is able to come in and have an immediate impact, that will help Penn State kind of stay in that elite company. Um, and from everything I'm hearing, he's as good as advertised. So I'll be very interested to see what kind of impact he can have early on for Penn State. So let's get to what the people want to know predictions for the division winners and then the conference champion you guys what do you guys think Ian I'll give you first crack well in the east much to Malcolm's delight I'm gonna go ahead and uh, say the (laughs) Ohio State University let him know let him know (laughs) Uh, Big Ten West, I, it was tough. It was tough for me to chew on that, but um, I'm go ahead and say Wisconsin. Um, and I actually have Ohio State coming out of the Big Ten. Um, I echo those sentiments. Um, I let me say this: um, if if um, Urban Meyer is not coaching. Um, I'm going to probably say Penn State um, because, mm. you know, Urban just brings a complete different, um, you know, he's a, he's a winner. Um, 
I don't always love his play calling, but you know he's a guy that can definitely get his team uh, to to go for it. Um, and without that, of course, they still have the talent. But at the end of the day, what's the talent without that leader to really bring it all together? So, so if he's not coaching, I would go Penn State. If he's coaching, no ooh. doubt about it, Ohio State for sure. So over UM, um, over Michigan State, just just right to Penn State. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't I don't trust Michigan State right now at all. I like Dan Tony, but I don't trust him. Um, you can trust and, him to beat Ohio uh, State. UM has a lot. You can trust him to beat what? Ohio State. <laughs> Dan Tony. <laughs> <laughs> easy, easy, easy with all that. Easy with all that. Nah, bro. Um, nah, bro. Not at all. Um, so, but if Urban is coaching, even if Urban's only suspended two games or whatever, um, so that's a caveat for me. Um, but Urban coaching, Devil Ohio State, uh, West, I'm going Wisconsin. Um, and uh, Urban coaching, Ohio State wins the Big Ten Championship and goes on to the Big Four, uh, to the Final Four. Um, mm. Urban not Urban not coaching. Um, I would have Wisconsin. Um, even though I don't I don't trust Hornybrook um, at all. Not one lick. Um, but yeah, that's what I would have. Wow. Well, I guess as the non Ohio State fan, here's my con- here are mm. my concerns with Ohio State, regardless of Urban Meyer coaches or not. By the way, his um. His ability to show up in big games has not been all that great at Ohio State. Throwing that out there, true. Um, but they have a, a tougher schedule than people I think are giving credit for. They have TCU. They host TCU early, but that's going to be a tough game. They got to go to Penn State. They got to go to Michigan State. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And you can look this up if you want to, but for whatever reason, whenever they have to play at Purdue. That game is always weird. Either they lose or it's close. There, there was a year, I think uh, Pryor was still the quarterback. They were on the roll. They were number one, get ready to go to the national championship, all that. And they got to Purdue and just, and just fell apart. Yeah. Um, so Purdue's a sleeper. Yeah, and Purdue is actually, like you said, that's one of my sleeper teams too. Um, that team is, is, on yep. the, is on the rise. So. Um, I think that they might get tripped up a couple times during the schedule. I, we still really don't know what kind of quarterback Dwayne Haskins is. We saw uh, saw him a little bit last year, yep. um, but they're we like what we saw. Though. Yes, that's for sure. Yes, <laughs> but you got to do it for a whole season. Um, so mm-hmm. it'll be interesting to see. But I'm actually going to go with Michigan coming out of the East. Um, I can't. I think Shea Patterson. I think Shea. You literally were gonna do that just because you don't. No, like I, I gave you my reasons. That's your I gave you my reasons. Exactly why, you guys. If you guys wonder why I don't like high state fans, here we go. Uh, I gave you my reasons. No, no, no. I gave stop. you my reasons. No, no you can't. Say I gave that you my reasons. <laughs> anyway, Shea Patterson. No, but you didn't give him the reasons why Michigan. Why you believe in Michigan other than Shea? Well, you didn't Patterson. let me finish talking because you were complaining. You see, you go see ahead. what Ohio State fans do. You don't like their team. They start crying. Um, no, let, so no, Shea it. Patterson let's is going to give them a dimension on offense they haven't had. Um, they're kind of moving a little bit away from the straight pro style offense and putting some spread principles in. 
Um, I love Do- I love it. Donovan Peoples Jones at the wide receiver, um, who was a true freshman last year. They bring back, um, I believe his name is Tariq Black, who was their leading receiver before he got hurt. Uh, the the one two punch of Chris Evans and um, Higdon is going to be dynamic in the backfield. Rashawn Gary is one of the top defensive linemen in the country, and that defense brings back he the is. majority um, of their of their linebacking core. Uh, front seven and in the secondary um so i expect that defense to be as good as ever in the offense it's good to be able to put some points up um so i think michigan comes out of the east i have wisconsin coming out of the west and i actually have wisconsin uh winning the big 10 championship this year behind jonathan taylor um i think that defense is going to be good again but i think when it comes down to it that running game is going to be tough to stop in wisconsin uh, just throwing this out here, uh, Ohio State was the only only team that kept uh, Mr. Taylor um, to like 47 yards last year, um, suffocating defense. So I'm looking. So Malcolm, Go. question: Do you have Michigan beat No, you have Michigan beat Ohio State. Um, probably. I don't. I don't. Okay. I don't really I don't like go State. like game by game when I think about it. I just think of the teams as a whole. Um, the okay. East is so tough. I, I I will say I'm not really a believer in Michigan State this year. Um, their defense has gotten you know kind of lost a step over the last few years. I just don't know how elite that defense is going to be, and I don't fully trust their quarterback. Um, yeah. So I just don't know if they have the the requisite talent there. Now, one of my sleeper teams is actually going to be Iowa. Um, this seems like one of those weird Iowa years where they're really good. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's crazy. I was thinking the same thing. Like, we are talking about Purdue, and then I was just like, Iowa, you're just making me itch yeah. right now. I don't know what They it bring is. back the, a quarterback for the first time in what feels like ever. <laughs> um, yeah. So I think they could be a team that could surprise some people out west. Well, I mean, they beat the, beat the crap out of Ohio State last year, so, you know, it anything could happen. Fact. So we're going to go to the last conference for part one of our preview, the SEC. Um, you guys, what what storylines are you guys looking into? Um, excuse me, looking at coming into this year. Man, Jalen Hurt just being hurt, you know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's a. Uh, it was it was interesting, you know. Um, but I'll be looking at that at that quarterback. I don't want to call it a controversy, but uh, want to see what's going on versus him and um, and. Is it Tua? Is it Twa? Tua. Listen, yeah. Tua. these names. Tua. These names. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, um, that's really the the big thing for me is is, I mean that's the that's the the the, the some to some the evil dynasty, um, and I think if there's any way that you're going to topple them, um, while they have, they have a solid team around the quarterback position, if that's a weakness, if there's fragility there. Uh, then there's water in the water in the uh, well. There's blood in the water, and so you know if that if the, if the teams can capitalize on exposing yeah. that, um, then I, then I think we'll see something interesting going on in the SEC. Uh, it's to us, by the way. It is it is his. Like I, I don't care what anyone says. Oh, um, like it's it's his team. Like he should have a job. It's his it's his offense. Yeah, for sure. Oh, okay. For sure, especially with with. 
what Jalen Hurts has been saying and all these type of things, I would be like something would cr- something like Tua would have to be hurt or something crazy would have to happen. So wait, are you uh, are you giving it to Tua on principle or on talent? I'm not giving it on talent. Um, I mean, we don't have a whole lot of you know to work off of from Tua except his you know extremely clutch national championship you know game winning throw. Um, we don't have a whole lot from him. Um, oh, this is we co- know that. J- Man, I'm just saying this is college football, baby. We we cover stuff up to put the right talent <laughs> on the field. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I'm telling you, you just wait and see. Um, I think it's to his job for sure. Okay. Um, my 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 big takeaway from the SEC to keep it brief is is honestly just the coaches. Um, you got Florida with you know uh, Dan Mullen, who I'm a fan of, um, offensive type of coach. Um, his team only averaged like 22 points a game the year before, so um, they need to choose a quarterback. Um, and I think uh, some stories have said that they'll they'll do that soon. Um, so, you know, him and, of course, Texas A&M with Jimbo Fisher, um, who has a young defense who gave up 30 points a game. Um, he hired Mike Elko as his defensive coordinator. So um, that's going to be interesting to watch. And, of course, you got new coaches at Tennessee, Ole Miss. Um, you got Chad Morris going from SMU to Arkansas. So a lot of coaching shifts in the SEC. <clears throat> Um, and uh, Texas A&M and Florida are two I'm really going to keep an eye on, um, especially Florida, because I really like Coach Mullen, and I think offensively that's what Florida needed after they lost Urban Meyer. Um, they need a guy who can really, you know, um, dial it up and and switch some things around with the offense, you know, to put some points on the board. Because if you're playing teams like Alabama and Georgia and Auburn, mm-hmm. they're going to put up points, and you got to be able to put up some points as well. Um, so that's that's my that's my big piece um, is looking at all those new coaches and, and how they're going to be able to fare in what some consider the toughest conference in college football. I'm, I'm interested to see if Auburn can uh, contend this year. They've got their elite quarterback um, in Jarrett Stidham, uh, but they lose Carrion Johnson and some other weapons on both sides of the field. Yep. Um, can they reload? They, they yep. seem to always have a couple backs um, there. Um, and they've got some good – if they can get some good quarterback play, get the running game going again – um, this team may be able to put some pressure on Alabama in the West. And can Georgia kind of reload um, after losing Sony Michelle and Nick Chubb last, after last year? Um, they already yeah. lost one of their yeah. uh, freshman backs that they expected to come in and contribute right away toward his ACL, and he's out for the year. But uh, will they be able to kind of fill in the gaps um, and kind of help the development of uh, Jake Fromm, their, their now sophomore quarterback, and stay as the preeminent team in the Eastern Division. Um, mm-hmm. So real quick, let's go over some new faces in the SEC that we're looking forward to seeing. I'll get started with um, a guy I saw playing high school, Joe Burrow, at LSU. <laughs> you, um, I knew you were going to do it, Malcolm. <laughs> I knew it. Um, it'll be interesting to see how they decide to use him. He's a guy who's athletic. He's got the arm strength. He's got everything that you really want from a quarterback. Um, But he hasn't been there very long. This is the SEC, um, and he does not have a lot of experience. So um, is he going to be able to come in and immediately help that offense? Um, And how effective is he going to be in the SEC? I really like 
his uh, his physical tools. I like the way he, he plays the game. He's super competitive, um, and he gives them kind of a, a hopefully a dimension that LSU hasn't have, where their defense their uh, quarterbacks have just been so terrible. It seems like for a decade, <laughs> their quarterbacks have just been so terrible. Um, so hopefully he can bring some stability to that position. Uh, and I like Keith. I, I'm a huge Dan Muller fan at Florida. Um, he knows Florida. He coached there, was a part of their national championship teams. Um, and I think he can get the most out of uh, that offense. They have the weapons, but the quarterback play has been the issue. Um, I kinda, They're kind of similar to Michigan in that their defense is so good, but they get nothing from their offense. Um, and eventually the defense just gets worn out from having to make all the plays. Um, I think, you know, for a lot of games last year, Florida's def- defense was scoring more than their offense. Um, so I- I'm interested to see how he can kind of breathe new life into that offense and maybe make uh, Florida a dangerous team in the Eastern Division again. Mm-hmm. I know from- uh, yeah, man. I- I- Go ahead, bro. Uh Aside from, you know, just seeing if uh, if Jake Fromm can propel Georgia to the uh, to the top spot, I was looking here um, and I was really curious about. Sorry, my notes just kind of my notes just closed on me. Um, but um wanting to see, you know, I know Auburn's got a, a quarterback situation going on, um, but Devin White. Uh, linebacker LSU is somebody that I was um, I was looking to see. I'm always interested to see if somebody's really going to be an impact player on the defensive end mm-hmm. of the ball. Um, and so I'm, I'm I'm curious to see if I I, I personally um, just have a thing for LSU. <laughs> uh, you know, I, again, I, there's these teams that I just think um, when they are when they are competitive when they're competitive and when they are um, you know, in the picture of college football, it's the most intriguing to me. And like I mentioned at the top of our pod, you know, kind of as a fringe college football fan, these are the things that I'm interested to see, um, whether or not, you know, they can bring these programs back to prominence and, and get them back in the conversation. And so I uh, saw a little bit of tape on them, you know, uh, big guy, uh, solid cat. So I want to see if he can um, – if he can, you know, really make some impacts on the defense that apparently has had some uh, has some significant issues um, over the last few years, and so I I, I just want to see Bama go down, and so um, <laughs> praise the Lord, please Lord, let it happen, and, let it happen, Lord. And LSU, I mean, it's it's been a while, you know, and I think that's the thing in the SEC is that you see these teams make progress and things like that, but. It seems like, you know, when the dust settles, it's always the same teams at the top. And so, you know, like like I said, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing, uh, you know, this is just one guy, but Mr. White from LSU, you know, I, I heard a lot of scouts, heard a lot of scouts, you know, mentioned a lot about him. So I want to see if he can make a difference there. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, for me, um, I'm really interested to see uh, sophomore running back DeAndre mm-hmm. Swift at Georgia. Um, you he might have been the one that got hurt. You know, them losing Chubb. He may have been, honestly. Um, was he? Ooh, wait, was it? I don't think I got a news story on that one. Hold on. No, I don't think he was the one that got hurt, bro. I'll look it up. You keep, no, you keep talking. No. I'll look it up. Oh, yeah, it was Zamir Smith. It was Zamir yeah, Smith. So. 
Yeah, yeah. I was about to say, I could have sworn when I was reading about him earlier today, they didn't say anything about it, about an injury. Um, but yeah, DeAndre Swift, um, you know, a lot of uh, um, reporters have been talking about him looking really good um, in, in camp and everything um, as they try to reload. So... <clears throat> So, so yeah, and of course, uh, I'm very interested to see um, if Tua is the starter. Um, there's a lot of hype around him after, you know, the play that he made for Alabama last year. I mean, just to think about the fact that this man took a sack and it seemed like it was over for them. And this guy throws a bomb and puts it right where it needs to be um, at, at one of the biggest stages uh, against an SEC yeah. rival, like it was just amazing to see. So, um, so what is he gonna? What is that gonna look like? You know, in a full year with SEC guys pounding him and all of that. That's what I'm looking forward to. So, so Swift and, and Tua are two of my my big newcomers, if you will, because um, they barely played at all. Um, see what they bring to the table, um, especially with Jalen Hurts over there. You know having the Jordan face on himself. All right, so real quick, before we do our predictions, what Dark Horse team are you guys looking at um, to kind of surprise some people this year? Florida, for sure. I'm sticking with LSU. I, uh, I'm going to go with South Carolina. Malcolm? Um, Oof. Yeah, I was debating with them, honestly. Debo Samuel's debating. back. Uh, Bentley is, is improving at quarterback. I think that's another team that people aren't really talking about. Um, all right, so yep. prediction time. I'll start this time. Um, I think coming out of the East, I think Georgia's going to come out of the East, barring any injuries. Um, but I think South Carolina could be a team, if, if they can score enough points, can cause some problems. Um, and I'm actually going to go with the upset in the West. I'm going to go with Auburn. I think this is the year they finally – uh, take down Alabama. Um, I like. Mm. Well, they did it last year. Did they win the division last year? Oh, uh, you're yeah, right. Yeah, they won a the division last year. Yeah. They lost to Georgia in the SEC championship. Man, that didn't work out too well for them. <laughs> it did not. It did not. 28-7. Well, I think Auburn does it again. And <laughs> they're going to go back. Uh, to the SEC championship, and I think they take on Georgia again, uh, but Georgia's going to pull it out. Yeah, no, nah, I got Bama coming out west. I just, Nick Saban been in his lab cooking up some type of something, concoction for his players. I don't think he's going to, I don't think he's going to let it happen two years in a row. Um, I'm I'm tempted, I'm going to be honest, y'all, I was tempted to go with South Carolina coming out the east, but I'm going to stick with Georgia. Um, I still, I just think the talent disparity is too great there, and uh, I got Bama coming out. Um, I'm going Georgia in the East. I'm going Bama in the West, um, and I have Georgia winning the rematch of the final last year. Oh. Um, yep, I have Georgia coming out of the SEC. My, yep. my bad. Well, that ends part one of our college football season preview. Next week, we'll have part two. We'll talk about the Big 12, the Pac-12, and the power, the non-Power 5 conferences. Um, we'll, if we have some time, we'll even go into some predictions. But you guys know how we like to end our shows, and that's with our parting words. 
So, Keith, we're going to start off with you. Give us your parting words for the night. A uh, shout-out to uh, my brother, my favorite college football player, uh, Christian Turner at Youngstown State. Um, been hearing great things about your camp thus far. Uh, excited to watch you play um, and excited to watch you uh, turn some people's heads. So, um, so yeah, I'm showing my brother some love today on the 3-1 podcast. He deserves it. Uh, I'm just excited. I'm excited. Proud big brother. Um, so, yeah. Thank you very much. <laughs> That's worth the share. That's worth the share right there. Um, today I got a shout out. Um, my man Jetty Osman. Um, oh my goodness! <laughs> my God! <laughs> I got a shout him out. Um, in the midst of much turmoil uh, going on in Cleveland, uh. <laughs> A little picture dropped today, Jetty, just, you know, working out with LeBron, working out with KD, bunch of fellas. But, um, no, I mean, there was so much talk, you know, last season about uh, how good Jetty could be. And uh, what you want to see is young guys working on their game. What you want to see is guys uh, getting in the face of, you know, the greats that are their contemporaries and trying to elevate themselves. And so does this mean that Jetty, we know that in a summer league, Jetty was um, – he was the he was the LeBron stand in, you know he was really going. Yeah, step back, <laughs> fade away. So uh, no, but uh, that that's that's good stuff. That's encouraging stuff to see. Uh, I think we've seen you know a lot of young guys lately working on their game. Um, um, Victor Oladipo is a great is a great testament to that. And so, you know, I think Jetty's gonna rise, and uh, everybody's gonna know that name coming into this season. And that picture. Man, Jetty looked like he was smiling for a school photo and everybody else was, you know, posing for the bad boys for life um, type of joint. But that's okay. The more pictures he take, you're going to see Jetty in sunglasses with the with the B-boy stands. You know, it's, it's coming. So, <laughs> My shout-out is going to go to the crew of Hard Knocks on HBO. Um, I am two episodes in, and I am absolutely... This is almost turning almost turned me into a Browns fan. Come it's making over. me excited um, to see my boy Baker Mayfield. Oh, you Sooners, Boomer Sooner. Um, hopefully, get some playing time. Uh, my real shout out goes to Corey Coleman because <laughs> man, the way episode two started and Ooh. he got traded five minutes into ooh that was ooh that was that did not age well. Talk about your shoe collection and how wow wow that <laughs> you ain't gonna play me just trade me and then and now he's like trying to come out and say wait yeah. show the whole thing I was like well what did you do like did you did you come back and say if you don't trade me I'll kill you like what I don't understand what what else is there to see <laughs> so anyway shout out to uh, Heart Knocks if you're not watching if you don't have HBO it's on YouTube watch it it's great. Um, so that's it. That's another. That's our season premiere, season two episode of the Three One Podcast from Cleveland. It's International Ian Lamont Morgan. Yeah. From the Nasty Natty, it's Keith Turner Jr. Football is back. Let the church say Amen. 
And from the capital city, it's your boy, Malcolm Morgan. Thank you guys for joining us to, for the 3-in-1 podcast. We're back, and we'll see you guys next Peace. time.